What's up, everybody? Welcome to Redneck Militia. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm Tim. Uh, if you missed episode one, which is titled A Fresh Start, you can go to our Facebook or Instagram or Spotify. You can go to our Apple Podcast. You can find us anywhere at this point with the Redneck Militia tag. Uh, today we're going to be working on episode two, and that's entitled I Trust Do You. So, waving at Twitch over here, and we're going to wave at YouTube that's recording up there, and we're going to just pretend to wave at the podcast that's recording over here to be posted to Spotify and Apple. Let's keep waving to that one, because that one we can see, you know. True that. No, yeah. They'll know that we're waving, right? They'll hear our hands moving, or it's like a gust of wind. Not the ocean waves. You got to do a little slower. Sorry, I like the ocean. <laughs> you like the ocean? I like the ocean. Okay, well, I'm going to turn around right here real quick, Tim. You keep yeah. them occupied for one moment until you go. So, yeah, so thank you, whoever's joining us. Um, we're just going to talk about a couple things today. Uh, we're just two simple guys, just just hanging, chilling, talking. Um, and hopefully y'all enjoy this today. Hopefully we don't bore you to death. Sorry, I had to laptop it up real quick. No, you good. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so Tim, we're going to do episode two, which is I Trust You. Okay. And part of this kind of brings up, oh wait, before we start that, I forgot the most main important thing in our entire That's life. Right. The booby koozies. That's right. We, we got a sippy out of our booby koozies. I love the booby koozies. It's a good way to start the show. All right, now that we drank out of the booby koozie, episode two, I trusted you. And I figured the best way to do this is taking aspects of what you said in episode one and kind of merging it into a whole fresh new way of uh, presenting something different that you mentioned in there. Cool. I, I believe in episode one you did mention about how you help people uh, on the side of the road. Yep. And you don't reconsider the anything that can go wrong. So I figure I would make a whole episode about if you trust, do other people trust? Uh, what's the biggest thing to you about trusting random people enough to help them? Uh, I think it was more about how I was raised to love uh, to love one another. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in church, that's what that's what you're taught about, and so that's I just took that philosophy and took it out to the world. Now, do you ever consider? Uh, the repercussions that could happen if you help somebody? No, because it, if if something were to happen to me uh, because I was helping somebody, um, you know, the, at, at that point it kind of is what it is. And so, I mean, you know, I would be, you know, okay living with that if anything were to happen. Now, when you stop to help by, uh, somebody, does it matter who they are to you? No, it does not. It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter none of that, man. All that matters is I see another human being in need. And so, you know, it's it's my job to help them out, you know, no matter what. That's what God has on his earth for. Well, honestly, I don't think I personally have ever stopped to help anybody on the side of the road, unfortunately. But then again, I don't really look for it either. And I think where I come from with it is if I do see somebody on the side of the road, my first initial thought isn't about, you know, who they are, where they're from, what color they are. My first initial thought is I'm sure they've already got somebody on the way. They don't need my help. How do you feel about that, my perspective of that? Well, that's, I felt like that that's uh, the first assumption that we all kind of come to. But in the in the past times where I've stopped to help somebody, mm-hmm. even if I you know even if I were to think yeah they got somebody on the way then you know I just keep on going, 
you never know what the situation is. You know, if it's a if it's a woman on the side of the road, you know, her husband could have just left her. Yeah. And if it was a man, you know, the wife could have just left him or, you know, like they don't have any family to come and help them. So you never know. That's why you don't judge a book by its cover. And, you know, because if that scenario ever happens to you, you know, all these cars fly by and you're sitting there waiting for somebody. If nobody ever stops, then, you know, how would it make you feel? I can get that because when, when you're the person that is in, you know, the situation itself, mm-hmm. you kind of look at people like, why are you going by? Why are you not stopping to help? But then you got to later think, I never stopped to help anybody. But you do. I, I personally have it. And yeah. the other day I was driving, we went down to a park area, and I saw a guy, he pulled over, he had his motorcycle, and he mm-hmm. was on a cell phone. I didn't think to stop because I figured this man's doing the right thing. He's playing a smart. He's on a motorcycle. He's pulling over to use his cell phone, which is uh, reasonable. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to leave that park area, as I was making the turn onto the main road, you know, watching both left and right, make sure it's safe, I looked down and I noticed he had some parts to the motorcycle laying on the ground yeah. that I didn't notice the first time around. And I did consider, you know, since you mentioned it, to ask him, but I saw him on the phone, so I figured that's what he was doing. Yeah. But after leaving... I realized there was stuff on the ground and maybe he did need help or needed a ride and he was on the phone trying to get somebody to help him and maybe he got somebody or maybe he didn't. Yeah. But as easy as me saying that, I'm just, I'm not trying to use the excuse, oh, I saw it last minute. Yeah, I could have turned around. Right. But I didn't. Yeah. And even though I knew right there and then I should have went and helped this guy, I didn't. I don't know what part of me made me think to not turn around and go help this guy. I have nothing better to do for the rest of the day. There was nothing of importance that told me, hey, don't stop. Don't turn around. Don't help him for no reason. Well, you know what? That's like if if you're traveling at nighttime, you know, on the highway or whatever, and you see somebody out, out on the side of the road, in today's world, as sad as it is to say, you know, your first thought that comes to your head, whether you want to admit it or not, is, hey, you know, it's, it's nighttime and they're out here. For all I know, they could kidnap me. But in the same, you know, in the, I guess in the same scenario, you know, if you think that way, then that's thinking selfish. Yes, you want to be safe, but that's why, you know, you just, I don't know, man, like there's something that just, like for me, I don't think about it, you know, yeah, now I've passed somebody at nighttime that's on the side of the road that I kind of assumed, you know, was a little sketchy, and you know, it's different if you're by yourself, because if you're with somebody and, you know, something were to happen, at least you have somebody there, you know, like that can try to save you or at least follow you, if, you know, if somebody does kidnap you. But I just feel like that for a lot of people, it just comes out of it's inconvenient for them to stop and help. That makes complete sense. But I feel like that if more people were to stop and help each other out, then I feel like the world would become a better place. Yeah, I think that's what it leads up to. Mm-hmm. I want to continue the conversation, but I forgot to mention for YouTube up here yeah. and, you know, new Twitch over here. Obviously, the podcast that we were waving at. Still waving at, by the way. We're here still. Yep, we're here. They don't know that we've been waving this whole time, but we have. We have. Trust us, we have, y'all. <laughs> but anyway, we forgot to present, you know, the new backdrop. You know, uh, last week we were our first episode. You know, we did. We just wanted to get it started. You know, did a plain background, and we went ahead, reorganized, have this nice setup, and I think it's a good backdrop for us. I think it is, too. Uh, you know, if everybody likes it, you know, comment about it. You know, tell us if you like it and what you don't like. It's fine if you dislike, you know, oh, oh, sorry, this right here. Mm-hmm. It's fine if you dislike that. This is going to be a conversation topic and an episode in its own on another day. That's right. And that's completely fine. And like we said when we started episode one, 
It's fine to have the opposite view. It's fine to have a different opinion. We're not here to argue about it. We'll listen to you. We want to hear your side. We want to hear your perspective, and you need to hear ours, where we can communicate like human beings, as we should. That's right. Uh, But jumping back to our conversation topic here, now I've seen a lot of stories, and I've seen a lot of YouTube stories about the situations with people stopping to help, because a lot of people are kind-hearted and good people, and from what I've read and what I've seen, there's a lot of occasions where people falsify being hurt or a car accident or something on purpose sometimes it's one or two people and sometimes it's a group of people you'll have somebody intentionally lay on the road to have somebody stop and they do that and then boom here comes out of the woods a bunch of people And, and you know obviously we know what happens next but what do you think about that because you said earlier, you know, if you got somebody following you, it's only you and one other person. What are you going to do with a group of people? I think at that point, you know, you're kind of just taking the risk of, you know, hopefully nothing like that happens. But if it does, I mean, all I can say is, you know, just pray to God that nothing bad happens. But, you know, I mean, like in this world, there's freak accidents like that, you know, like that do happen. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like that sometimes... You know, use your best judgment because at nighttime, something like that, as they say, you know, like be aware of your surroundings. So, you know, if you pull over some at nighttime, if you think that there's, you know, if they're acting suspicious or whatever, then, you know, like kind of just browse the area. You know, stay inside your car before you get out to go help them. Then, you know, just glance and see if you might see anybody, you know, hiding in the bushes or anything. Um, and, you know, other than that, you know, just try, I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. It's that's a hard that's a hard decision to make. That's a hard question, isn't it? That one. I, I mean, I, I I think for somebody that is, you know, for somebody that's carrying, you know, carrying a weapon, you know, on them. Well, see, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, you're, you're bringing it up already. Yeah, because I mean, like, I try to think about if I was doing it, you know, if I had a weapon on me, I wouldn't think twice about stopping because if something were, to, you know, to happen, I'll at least get some shots off. Now, granted, you know. You pull your, you know, you pull your gun out and you know you do your thing to you know defend yourself. If you run out of bullets and there's still people coming at you, well then you know you tried everything you can. So obviously you know you were, you were just destined for you know like something bad to happen. I think at this point, if you emptied the whole magazine at this point and people yeah. are still coming at you, I don't think that you're awake. You might be in a horror movie because at yeah. this point, a lot of the stories that you hear of people breaking in houses, the minute that you see a weapon. Those people run. Oh, yeah. They're strong and empowered at the moment. Yeah. But once they realize somebody's empowerment over them, they will run. Now, the other thing I was going to bring up about the situation, that situation itself about, you know, that people laying out and stuff like, or accidents, uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough, it happens to truck drivers, you know, 18 wheelers. Yeah, I can see They that. have things happen to them that I've, you know, watched about and read about where there's random cars that purposely try to cause accidents, uh, to try to get their cargo they're not fast and furious style here we're not Tokyo Drifter but what I mean is they will go out of their way uh, to do weird things to truck drivers especially in the midst of the night especially because that's where their territory is that's the open road they can get you know a lot of road fast and get down there where they need to be to make their freight time but it happens to truck drivers too now I don't want to bring uh, you, you brought up the, the having okay you got to carry concealed legally you went through the hassle of getting mm-hmm. it uh I didn't want to stray the conversation into that because that's going to be one huge topic one day. 
because you know that seems to be the biggest thing in America is the whole debate. You have people who are pro gun, and then you will have the ones who are not. Yeah. So I feel like that should be a whole topic in itself. So I don't want to push too hard on that sure. itself. But it, it besides people on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced a situation in your life where you might be in a park or see somebody in distress? Have you ever, even in a grocery store, do you witness, have you ever witnessed something where it looked like somebody might need help, but they don't want to say it? Or, you know, a situation at hand like that, maybe somebody's a domestic abuse or a child that's been kidnapped or some kind of trafficking or something's going on that you don't know about. Have you ever witnessed something like that or have you ever approached it yourself? So yeah, I've I've witnessed something like like domestic abuse. Um, I was you know working for a company and, and I won't you know mention their name, but I I was at I was at the home you know like doing like doing work there, and and I I witnessed it, but my job said that I could not report it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess maybe it was due to like legal purposes or whatever. But that happened to me too. A job that me and you both worked at at the same time. Yeah. I don't remember. You remember that story? Yeah, I remember that story, and and it bothered me because the fact is, is that you know, like coming from, you know, having a stepfather that you know, that abused me too, it kind of struck a chord. And again, you know, I I I called my supervisor about it, and he just told me said, don't get involved in it. So at that point, I was just like, well, you know, I mean, it kind of is what it is, you know. And like the first thought that came to my mind was, yeah, you know, she obviously she was the victim, but then you know you start to think about, okay, is this one of those situations where you know it's happened multiple times, and then you know maybe the law has been called on him, right? But, you know she doesn't want him to get in trouble, so then it's just like you, you know at this point you know she she doesn't mind being abused, but yeah, I mean it it's it's hard to watch. You know, and like you're sitting there watching it and you can't do anything about it. So, in, in the situation of, you know, the car situation, mm-hmm. I feel, my personal opinion is that people are more scarce on somebody's appearance and they're worried about what those type of people might do because they hear nothing but negative things. And I feel like in a situation of uh, public, like you just said, mm-hmm. you witness something like that. Yeah. At that point, I don't know who would be more scared to say something, the person who is in danger or the person that wants to say something. But here's an example you just gave. You weren't able to say anything because your company told you you're not allowed to say something, and that's what happened at the job that we worked at. And I was, I was, I don't know what word I'm looking for. I was highly upset at the fact that, because mine involved a newborn infant child, but it wasn't domestic. It was the, the mother... I'm assuming the mother, whoever was there, it was the only adult in the house, and they were doing crack or heroin in the same room as the baby while we were doing our job in the living room, and I had to leave the house because I didn't want to, you know, be around that and inhale it myself. So we had to keep taking turns going in and out to get the job done, but when I got done and called the boss and said, hey, I want to report this to XXX, I don't want to say what it was, mm-hmm. but... And he said, oh, for legal purposes, we can't. you just got to let it go. I'm like, excuse me? So you're trying to say I can't help somebody that needs help? Especially a baby. That baby is... That can't defend themselves. Exactly. Like they, they have no voice, man. That's, yeah. I don't understand that, man. And I'll never understand it, you know, like to this day. Like, even my job now, 
you know, if I go do work at somebody's house and, and if I saw that, I'm pretty sure that they would probably tell me the same exact thing. And it's just like, dude, like at like this point, you know, it, it goes past the point of, you know, legal services. Like if I step in and help them, it could be different to life and death. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because I would, I would rather step in and then have to deal with the consequences later on. Yes. You know, like knowing that I saved them or, you know, I got them out of a situation because like nobody should go through that. Now, have you ever had to deal with that? Well, you just said that you did. I don't want to ask that typically, but mm-hmm. let's talk about other people besides ourselves at this point because, you know, our viewpoint is pretty standard. You want to help. Uh, and on my aspect is, you know, stay mind my own business is kind of what I would say. You know, that's my aspect of it. But, I mean, I do feel like I should go out of my way to help. Yeah. You know, for sure. Everybody needs help. And, you know, I, I may or may not, for social reasons, have my permits for whatever I need. Yeah. But, you know, it's still a sketchy scenario because even... In a world where you can access that through, you know, the correct ways and the legal ways, mm-hmm. you still have the repercussions of how is it going to be covered? Right. Who's going to be there to see it? You know, how's it being reported? Because the media is only going to show you one aspect of something, and it might jump back on me. So even having something to defend myself at that point may not, you know, defend my justice and doing something. But, you know, what do you think it is for the people out there? that stops them from helping somebody on the side of the road or and I think that's another problem is you don't see enough of it I understand you can probably find online especially YouTube like I said the restoring faith in humanity yeah you watch those videos you can be the lowest of the low person if you don't feel good about watching that and want to make a difference in life in other people's lives there's an issue yep. if, that, if there's something wrong where you don't feel something in your heart you need to find something in your life because you're not in the right path but what's, what stops most people from stopping on the side of the road and say, oh, hey, sir, or hey, ma'am, do you need help? Is there anything I can do for you? Do you, you know, do I need to call somebody for you? Or you look like you need help in a story. If you see some woman that's bruised up or something, this guy is being rough with her, or you see a child, like, are you safe? Are you okay? What do you think stops people from doing that? <clears throat> I think it's the fact that it's out of, you know, convenience for them. So if you see somebody in the store, you know, and, and you want to walk them to say something. I feel like that people are, are scared to say something, but, you know, if you if you see someone, you know, like that strand on the side of the road, <clears throat> I feel like the biggest thing for people, the reason why they don't stop is, is let's just say if, if you're late to get home, you know, you know, like to cook dinner, and if you stop, then that's going to disrupt, you know, you making dinner on right. time, then it, it's just... It's an inconvenience. Selfishness you know I mean? is what yeah, you yeah, exactly. A better word to use, selfishness. Because, I mean, and for me, you know, again, you know, like the stuff we talk about, I don't say it just to say it. If if I see someone stranded on the side of the road or whatever, anything that I have going on in my life, whether it's making dinner or, you know, if I have kids and they have to be in bed at a certain time, all that goes out the window because this person needs help. You know, like they're in trouble. And as Americans and and as humans, man, that's everybody should do that. But people have become so selfish nowadays, and like you know, like so self-centered. All they care about is themselves. But then they want to look back and wonder why the world is the way it is. Hello, prime example. 
you're too selfish to help somebody that's in need. But however, if you were in need of somebody's help, you would reach out. And then if they said, you know what, remember that one time I was stranded and you just went on about your way and you knew that I was stranded, but you didn't want to stop. It's, I feel like that it's all about karma at the end of the day, man. Yeah, well, I think another thing to mention here, mm-hmm. it's not just about oh, a stranger outside on the mm-hmm. side of the road. It's not about a stranger in the store or just people you don't know in general. Right. The subject has to jump back to your family and your friends. Yep. If you live in a life where your family and friends ain't going to be there for you when you need help, yep. then they're not helping anybody else. Exactly. They're not going out of the way. I mean, if somebody's watching, I feel like they might go out of their way to make themselves look good right. and feel good about themselves, and they'll tell themselves and believe it. Yeah, like, I, I help somebody. I, there's <laughs> proof right there, right here. I got the video on the CBC. I don't want to say the company. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The news networks. Oh yeah. But boom, right there you are in the news. You did something good, but you can be a terrible person, and have a terrible life, and just be on TV once, and then you have some little five minutes of fame for some reason because you did something you thought was good but you only did it because you knew that you were going to be recognized for it exactly. in the first place yeah and and you're right man and that's what I feel like like you know like some of the cases are it's almost like people like they want to reach out and do something because that way they get like they pat themselves on the back like hey uh, you, you know you helped somebody you know a really good job and it's just like you don't pat yourself on the back but you say you know what I was fortunate to be able to help someone that was in need you know, because like think about all these all these YouTube creators, all these TikTok people that help out other people just because like they're able to and because they want to. You know, same as same as like you know like for the veterans, the homeless veterans. Mm-hmm. If I mean you know like since I love, I'm a you know proud American and I love my country, and I I mean I support my troops one thousand percent. Yeah. If I see a veteran on the side of the road that's homeless. If I'm able to help them, I'm not going to go home and say, you know what, Tim, you you did a really good job tonight. No, I'm going to say, you know what, because of me helping him out, maybe he got to sleep in a hotel. See, that, I know? think that whole aspect you just said, the homeless, Yeah. Uh, I think that should be a, another discussion we have. Uh, just briefly, I want to just say with that, without going into detail, is yeah. knowing when somebody's actually homeless is kind of really difficult nowadays, especially. Because there's a lot of people out there who pretend to be homeless, right? And it's really hard to tell the difference. And you got people out there to try to tell you exactly how to visually see, yeah. you know, who's right and who's wrong. But I mean, you know, coming from Baltimore versus North Carolina, yeah. it's a big difference to me to see the difference in homeless. So I, I can right off the bat, you know, pretty much tell at this point, you know, who, who's legit and who's not. Yeah. Uh, but. Real quick with the, the the whole situation about helping people and not looking for that recognition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a strong man that I watch. Uh, his name is Brian Shaw. Because I like strong men. You know, I'm always talking about it. Uh, anyway, he posted a video because all his fans kept asking him and talking about him. About doing it. Like, he wanted to talk about it. So, he, he just like, I didn't really want to make the video because he doesn't want people to look at him like oh you did something good he doesn't want that recognition what's the word recognition, recognition. Mm-hmm. he doesn't want it for that yes but so in short I want to sum up his like 10 minute video I think it was what happened was he was actually had a day off for once because yeah. he just got out of the world's strongest man you know they were going to go on vacation him and his wife the kids were away right. you know have a long time and stuff like that and he said 
They didn't make it any further than up the road and got on the road, and there was a car accident. And, and his instinct was, why not use my brute strength to be able to see if I can get out and help? And everybody else is staying in their car. Yep. So he said he got out, and he did what he could. He gave more detail in the video himself, but he said there was a couple other people who helped, but you know he didn't want that attention of people like seeing him, oh, you did something good, and you did it because you wanted attention. No, it wasn't about that. He was like, what can I do with my strength and my skills to help this person in need at the time? And pretty much it's like, if he wouldn't have been there, yeah. you know, would something have been different for them? Would they have not have, you know, that's the way he was looking at it. And he specifically says, like, he doesn't want the attention from helping these people in the first place. That's not what this is about. It's about when you're there and you see somebody in need, you need to jump into action. Exactly. It's as simple as that. And he's trying to explain to his fans that when you're in that type of scenario, you need to go out of your way to make sure if you got a skill set that somebody else doesn't, you know, if you're a laborer, you know, some type of the way a car is built or, you know, some secret way to take a door off or some kind of, oh, this is smashed and you need to do this without harming them. Mm-hmm. Something. You know, it, it's about helping people in the long run. And, yeah, I but like I said to you before, because at a job that we worked at, I'm sure you remember the situation because it was me and you that drove the truck that day. Uh, we came to that stop sound, the stop sign way out in there in sticks. And we were just looking left and right. Ain't no, no car in sight for a minute. Oh, and what was the speed limit? About 45, 50? I think so, yeah. Out of nowhere, this car comes down the road. You remember, I remember it vividly. Oh, yeah, so do I. It, it was a woman, and she was just flying by, and somehow or another, she I don't know how she didn't flip. I really don't, but that car went up onto two wheels. It, it went yeah. like that, and I don't know. She made, what, a 360, went down to an embankment in the ditch, and somehow hit, what was it, a concrete, like a sewer part? Yeah, the sewer drain. And she ran right into that, and without a second thought... I said, put the car apart, or the truck, put it in park, put the air brake on. We yep. both hopped out and ran. I mean, we're, we're already, we're, we're tired. Mm-hmm. We're doing, we, that job, you know, is exhausting that we did. And we got work boots on, you know, we got Western boots, <laughs> comp toe on. It's yeah. not something you're supposed to be running in in the first not place. Really, no. And if we got out and ran, I don't know, what was it up the road? It was a little bit up the road where she was. Yeah. We left the truck there. We didn't care if we were blocking somebody. That's an emergency situation. There's nobody else out here. And it was in front of somebody's house. Now, I don't know if these people are home or not, but nobody came outside to even care if there was. But we got over there, made sure she was taken care of. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was helping her get out of the car. I asked her permission first. That's the other thing I want to talk about. Yeah. The fact that you can't just help somebody. You have to ask, do you want my help? Sir, ma'am, do you want my help? You have to get permission. Because if you don't and you just help somebody, they can sue you for the fact of the matter. So I, I had stopped you because your initial reaction was to just do whatever you could. Yep. I said, wait, because I remember hearing about this in school. I'm like, oh, the nursing school or something like that. I forgot what it was. But I had said to her, I said, ma'am, do you want our help? Yes or no? And she said, yes. So I said, all right. And I had you get on the back tire because you needed to hold the weight down of the, the mm-hmm. car because it was just yeah. a sitting there tilted like, yay. So you had to hold the weight down as I tried to help her get out of the passenger seat. She was crying of her, a storm, too. I mean, yeah, her, her her purse, her cell phone, everything was in the back seat. So there was no way she was distracted by her phone. So that wasn't the blame. We were witnesses to the whole thing. But she wasn't distracted by her phone. I mean, yeah, she could have easily threw it in the back seat. We don't know that. But with that whole shebang that happened, I don't think if she would have threw it in the back seat, it would have landed perfectly with her purse the way everything was landed right there. 
Yeah, it would have been on the floor or by the window. Sorry. No, you're good. Obviously, the problem that I have with the like, and this is what I told you that day too. You know, like after we went over there and helped her out, once I saw her cell phone was in the back, I I pretty much assumed that she was on her phone. You know, she was looking down and then she looked up because there was nobody in front of her or behind her. She was by herself, so I felt like that she was on her phone, and then she just veered over a little bit. Because, you know, even, like, once we stopped and we saw her, I saw her veer back on the road real quick, and right. then I, I think she freaked out. Now, you know, if she wasn't on her phone at the time, then I'm not quite sure what's going through her head, because, I mean... There's a whole bunch of things. She could have been on some kind of medication. She could have just had mental issues. It doesn't matter what it is. Right, right. At, at the end of the, the day, day, we, we stopped helped her. her. Oh, there you go. So we said at the same time. That's how we know we're like-minded people here. Yep. But... We got her out, and, you know, we wanted to make sure. Do we need to call anybody for you? Th- this woman is is everything that had just happened to her. What was she most worried about? Do you remember? Yes, I do. What was she most worried about? She was worried about, she was crying about her, I, th- I think her grandmother was going to kill her because they got her that car. They just paid off. I just paid it off. Yep. Everything, they're going to kill me. And I told her, because I wanted to calm her down. I wanted to be, yeah. you know, some kind of comfort to her. Mm-hmm. I said, look. That car is replaceable. You're not. That's right. They might be upset that you wrecked that car, but at the end of the day, they're going to be more happy that you're alive. That don't matter. Exactly. Because had she, you know, God forbid, but had something happened to her and she died right there, the car would be the last thing on their mind. Yeah. And and see, that's the thing about you know today's world. People sweat the smallest things, you know, and that's why I feel like that they don't. There's like people are selfish because. They care about themselves, and okay, so I see this person on the side of the road, and they got an accident. So now, should I stop and help them, or should I just, you know, ignore it and go on? Well, see, so we witnessed it. I think that was the only difference. It's not like oh, we came to the stop sign and there was a car in a ditch. Oh, I wonder what happened, and then we just keep working. But yeah, but ha- had we just came to the stop sign and we saw this girl in a car in a ditch, I would have done the same exact thing that we did. And I feel like that you would have done his, you know, same exact thing too, because especially. You know how young she was. Yeah. She was in. I mean, she had been in her teens, and and the fact that she was breaking down, crying about, you know, thinking about her grandmother's gonna kill her. Yeah. Yeah. She. she I felt bad for her. Reality didn't hit her. Right. Importance hadn't hit her yet. But exactly. I hope you know, as graceful as it is that we helped her. Yeah. I hope that we made an impact that day, so she knew somebody cared. Now, she don't even know our names. Exactly. She don't even know we exist at this point. And that's fine with me. At least we knew that we helped some type of cause. I wasn't trying to get recognized, man. No, we didn't record nothing. We didn't even. I left my phone in the truck because I was, uh, I had the USB on mm-hmm. for the music. So and you had your truck for the GPS out there. And yep. We weren't worried about carrying all pulling that phone out. That's what we said in the first episode: is pulling that phone out, and recording it. We could have easily saw that happen. I could have recorded it. Boom. Yeah, because you know what? No, and you're right because I think I was switching songs at the time, so easily I access so. my camera. Yeah, and it's the you know like we talked on the first episode. I feel like that you know people nowadays they would have been out there watching her freak out on the road, watching her come into the ditch. Yep. And it's like, oh, this girl just got an accident, and they would have just left. And it's just like, how can you live with yourself after that? You know, like here it is. You know, you're you're healthy. You know, like yeah. and you see somebody get an accident. And your first intuition is just to record the whole thing. And, you know, like they'll put it on social media. Well, try world to get star. popular. Yeah, world star. And I'm just like, if you're looking for fame, this is the wrong way to do it. If you really want to get fame, then That video gets circulated. Something. People don't understand. You post something tragic that happens, yeah. it gets circulated so much, they're not going to know the original poster. Nobody's going to exactly. care. No. 
unless it's something immediately tragic, like nine eleven situation. Yeah. Every news outlet and everybody wanted to get to every source of who recorded that video. What did you witness? Yeah. But that type of thing doesn't happen every single day. So that type of situation, you record something tragic, put the phone down, go help somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, we helped this person. That was one situation. I don't know if you had another one at that company, but I did with another partner at the time because I was driving at this time. We had same kind of situation. It was out in the sticks. I come around this bins, go over here. All these cars are stopped on the side of the road. I look right in front of me. There's this guy sitting on the ground. He's pretty, pretty, I don't know, he was kind of laying down, but he wasn't. And I guess his friend, you know, he's yelling. I can hear it over the truck. I mean, they're diesel trucks. They're really loud. So you shouldn't be able to hear anything. You hear them yelling. I can hear him, brother, you can't stand up. He cussing at him. He's like, get off of me. I want to stand up. I look down at his, he's got tube socks on. And then there's a truck sitting there. I'm assuming that he was crossing the street or this truck hit him. But his ankle was sticking out. The bone was out of the sock. His sock was soaked in blood. Mm. There was no way he could stand up. Yeah. He wasn't in the right... He, his adrenaline was pumping, so I understand why he sounded crazy at the moment. Yeah. His friend was doing the right thing by keeping him down. Yes, sir. And then you had a group of people on this side of the road here. There was a lady screaming. She was crying. She was so upset. And you had more people over there. You had people over here. No, and the one thing about the sticks, nobody had a phone up. All of them were worried about taking care of this guy. Yes, sir. And I, I looked at my partner. I said, "What do we do? Do we can we do anything?" Yeah. And this kind of jumps into to the beginning of what we started this conversation about. I don't think at that point in time there was anything that we could do because we were working. Right. There was nothing we could do to stop. Even if we would have gotten out, there was nothing we could do because there were so many people there already, already helping and comforting. Yeah. And his frame had a control of them. I could hear the sirens because we put the windows down and started you know, talking to these people. You know, yeah. make sure they're okay. And I looked at him, I was like, is there anything we can do? And he said, I don't think so. We might as well just keep on rolling on. And I just kind of said in my head, I was like, I hope everything's okay. I yeah. hope I hope he's able to save his foot. You know, yeah. if he doesn't, you know, the best to him about everything that's going to happen to him. And I rolled on. But not a second after I safely made the turn just to get around the crowd and everybody. Everybody kind of moved for us. And we made it around this turn. And not two seconds. Here come, I think it was three fire trucks and ambulance, a couple police cars. So immediately, it didn't matter that we stopped or not at that point in time. But if we had came any earlier, yeah, it would have made sense to stop and get out. Oh, totally, I agree. You know, at least I could have been a witness for the police to say, "Hey, this car, this is what happened." You know, to correctly make sure that if it was an accident or the guy did it on purpose, right. because you know, North Carolina still got parts that are kind of racial and. Mm-hmm. stuff like that and yet, yes this man on the ground happened to be a black fella and his friend was a black fella yeah. that doesn't matter to me and that's why I started with there was a guy on the ground I didn't specify who he was right. but everybody else in the crowd in the, the truck the guy who was driving the truck he was a white guy an older white guy yeah. I don't know if, it, if I would have seen it happen I could have said he did that on purpose you could tell when somebody swerves on purpose oh, yeah. Yeah. so Absolutely. I would have been able to say like, yeah he purposely went out of his way to do that or he did not but I wasn't there to do that, and that wasn't my place. So I, you know, it was for me to roll on. Maybe those people witnessed what happened, and that's why they were there. You know, the homeowners right there and then. But that wasn't my place. But that was the. It's one thing watching blood on TV and blood and guts, and, and you, you can tell it's fake. And I've seen some pretty messed stuff online myself, you know. But to see it in person is a whole different story. So yes, sir, see that kind of jumps. What well, we said in that first episode, uh, you know, a lot of people will talk. Yep. But they ain't going to walk. I, I think I said that in the first episode, but you ain't there to see it. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I want to do this to you. I want you. We want to do this. 
But until you do it, you don't know. Because once you do it, it's too late. Right. You shouldn't even get to the point where you do it. Exactly. You should stop yourself, save yourself the, the scarring for life. Don't do it. But I think we covered every topic on that, you know. Just, if you want to take anything away from that, I personally would say never judge a person by the way they are dressed or the way they look. It doesn't matter if they're in a suit or not. Always take precaution. Always have a backup plan. If you're by yourself, I would say before you do anything, hey, I'm on X highway about at this point. I'm about to get out and help this guy. If you don't hear from me by whatever time, you know, text me if I ain't answering my phone. Something happened. I love you. Take a picture of family. Yeah. And tell my family I love them and tell them that I died trying to help somebody. Cover your bases. This That's is it, all man. you can do. But at the end of the day, if you did get to help somebody, sometimes the ruggedest people are the people who need the help. That's it. And it's not just uh, because you think they're going to hurt you or something like that. It's about, you know, their ment- mentality is not there. Yeah. You know, for, they don't have a support system. But for somebody to stop, it might change their life around. That's it. Do something to affect somebody else's life is pretty much the summary of this whole episode here. Do something that impacts other people's lives. You know, when you grow up, you need to take care of your own life. You do that, you should be able to help other people. Yep. If you grow up in a life where you know you're not stable, don't help other people. You need to worry about yourself. Fix yourself, every part of it. Find something to believe in and stick with it. Amen to that. Not remember, an opinion. Yep. Not an opinion. Find something to truly believe in right that's there. That's it. Because remember, helping, people, helping somebody out that's in need is free. It doesn't cost you anything. It'll cost you some of your time, but... You have, I mean, you have time. Stop and be a human and be an American and help your fellow human out. That's what it comes down to. It's about love one another. That's what it boils down to. Can I share one more story before we end all this here? I I, I figured I'd throw it in here. Yeah. Uh, You know about my dad and how he went deaf. Yeah. Um, So just quickly the story before we run out of time here. For the people who don't know, it was, uh, I think it was six years ago at this point. Uh, it was the day before Father's Day. We went to our other house. I helped him mow the lawn. You know, he was finishing up weed whacking. And uh, my mom had called and said, hey, lunch is ready. You guys coming up. You know, bless her for that. So I figured we're done. I, I got my stuff and I started to head towards my car. I opened the door, turned around and said, I love you, Dad. I'll see you up there. And he said, all right. And he waved at me. And I opened the door the rest of the way to get in. And I heard boom, boom, boom. Not gunshots. But something falling, yeah. I turn around, the wee whacker is flying down on the ground, bouncing off the, the concrete, because it was a retaining wall. I'm about, I'm going to say about, it come up to here on me, so I'm going to say four foot. Yeah. But he was on the hill, so I had another couple, it was probably five and a half foot he fell from. But after the wee whacker fell, he fell. And your initial instinct when somebody falls is to laugh. And I did. But once you see the blood start pouring on the concrete, like somebody just got shot, panic mode hit, and I froze for a minute. I ain't going to lie, because I told you reality is a lot different than the TV show. Yes, sir. Uh, but here's my point. We were always good to one of our neighbors across the street. I ain't going to mention his name. He was always a good guy. He kind of disappeared after that situation. I don't know if something happened to him. I hope he's all right. But because we were really good friends with him, he helped us. We helped him. I went to his door because I didn't have my phone for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but I knocked on his door because he's ex-military, ex- like special forces and stuff like that back in the day. I said, he's telling me to calm down. He said, what happened? I said, dad, dad fell. He's bleeding everywhere. 
he got on the phone. He called whoever uh, and stuff like that, and he come over and did what he knew from the military to do. And when the ambulance people finally got there, he chewed them out because they didn't send the right unit that he he told them to uh, bring because he knew what was going on. But because of that situation, you know, my life has changed. His life, my dad's life has changed. He lost his hearing. But because to have that faithful neighbor who we were good to and helped, Mm -hmm. because you do good unto others, they'll do good unto you. That's right. Uh, I was thankful for that. I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. We didn't know this guy when he moved in. We, you know, he wasn't there when we moved in. He was a new neighbor. I think he was only four years there. And we made that big of a difference because we helped him out the lawn, help him work on things, move the shed around, do stuff like that. <coughs> but for to have somebody do something like that for us makes a, a huge difference. So I, I wanted to end it with that because that was a, a piece to me that means a lot. And another reasoning to always help others. It doesn't matter who they are. Never judge because our house wasn't the prettiest of houses. Yeah. And he, he took open heart to us, especially, and took care of us when we needed it. So. That's what it's about, man. You have anything you want to include? Are you done? I just want to say one thing. I just remembered that we're all God's children and that we're supposed to love one another. And if, if you know, if it ever comes down to it, you know, and you're hesitant on helping somebody out, just remember, just think, hey, you know what? That could be my family member that's in need. Yes, sir. So, you know, that's how you approach it with love and, you know, just, just keep, you know, I'm going to just keep it going because it does love, you know, like love goes to one another and it, it's very uh, contagious and that's it. That's it. I'm good. All right. I think that was a pretty good episode there. Uh, I think we covered a, a good aspect on life there for people to open their eyes and hear our point of view. And all I was just said as last time, that's our point of view. It doesn't mean we're right. It doesn't mean we're wrong. That's Everybody it. can take their own thing from it. Everybody can feel free to comment their opinions and share. You know, we're not here to argue. Even if you want to leave a mean comment, we're going to take it, you know, we're not going to take it personal. That's it. You know, we're going to discuss it like men. That's right. We're human beings. Don't let me segregate there towards women. But we will sit down as people and discuss it, you know, to make a right decision together. That's it. Uh Thanks for listening to episode two. Yeah, thank and you all for listening. We appreciate anybody who watches in the future on YouTube. Yep. Uh, whatever. Uh, the news information. Uh, <laughs> we got the Twitch live here, and I think Twitch keeps a video for a little while, so if you want to check us out on Twitch, we'll always have a live stream of Twitch when we do the episode. We can't really do a YouTube live yet because we need X amount of subscribers. So hopefully we get there with everybody's help. Yep. Uh, the podcast will always be on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It'll be on Spotify uh, faster because Apple likes to give you a hard time about everything. But we figured we go out of the way and do the podcast on Spotify and Apple uh, Podcast because we, we know what it's like to work lives. And you can't just sit around for 40, 50 minutes watching a YouTube video like some people can. That's it. So we go ahead and have that podcast. So when you go to work, yep. you can pick it up at lunchtime. And on your drive home, you can pick it up. Between them three things, you should be able to listen to a whole episode. If you're cooking dinner, you're on the king's throne in the toilet. Or if you're like me, listening to music or podcasts while you're in the shower, you have an opportunity to listen to the Redneck Militia. So there's no uh, reasoning why you can't listen to us. That's right. Especially if you're having a bad day. 
will bring positivity to your life. Yes, we will That's rub what we're your necks about. with our words. And we're still waving at the podcast who can't see us. Uh, here's see evidence it. right here for Twitch and YouTube. We've been waving this whole episode. We have not stopped. That's right. We promise you that. <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah. Can we stop waving for a minute and just finish? I would that? love so, that. Okay, we'll stop waving at the podcast. Sorry, guys, who are listening on the podcast on Spotify there and Apple. Um, I think there was one more piece I wanted to add in here, and mm-hmm. I really forgot what it was. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what it was. Like every other channel in the world here, Twitch and YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, if you like the the podcast on Spotify, the Apple, or the Facebook's uh, ads that we do, or the YouTube, hit the like button. Make sure that you comment if you like it. If you don't like it, we want to hear about it. We would love to hear about it. And especially if you're like-minded and like what we're saying, go ahead and share that to your other people's, your friends and your family, so they can hear what we got to say too. We wouldn't mind having a whole bunch of conversation with like-minded people. We would love to invite them to chat with us. Positivity spreads, y'all. Positivity spreads. You got to spread the word. It's like butter on hot toast. You just got to put that little button right there that subscribe. And once you swipe it, boom. You know, it's spread out. It tastes real good. You know what I'm saying? And the best part about it, it's all free. It it doesn't cost you to like and share and subscribe to our our podcast. It, It really doesn't. I mean, what's better than free? I can't think of anything. I had something for that, but I'm going to pass on that opportunity there. <laughs> All right. Again, we want to thank everybody for watching episode two. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Uh, thanks for tuning in if you did. Uh, thanks for checking it out later in the future. Make sure you check out episode one if you're just now catching up with us. Uh, we'll record all this on Friday, and it'll be posted by Saturday or Sunday. Make sure that you check out the Facebook because that's most of the places that we uh, post to. And get all the updates. Uh, hopefully, in the future here, we will start making an actual videos and skits for YouTube here. Yeah. And we'll start recording behind the scenes situations and stuff like that, so you guys get a better look at things. You know, broaden the horizons of everything. Uh, all right. For Redneck Militia, I'm Josh. I'm Tim. And I'll see y'all next time. See oh y'all. wait, wait! Don't forget booby koozies. One That's more right. sip from the boozy koozies. Yes, you can go ahead and do that if you would like, yes. Lord, uh, we just want to ask you uh, to watch over us, and we want to thank you for everything that you've uh, provided to us. We want to thank you for this opportunity to reach out to people, um, you know, for the good and the bad. Uh, We thank you for all the great opportunities that we're looking forward to and hoping this channel will grow and hoping we can serve a purpose for you, Lord. And if anybody is in need, they can reach out to us no matter what it is. We want to be used as an example, you know, for you. And we love you and thank you. Amen. Well said, well said, well said. All right. And again, thanks for watching Redneck Militia. Adios, amigos. Appreciate y'all.